Shamai hello, my name is Sam Cook, the TV writer at Wales Online, and welcome to this podcast. In this episode, we'll be putting comedian, actor and presenter Jack Whitehall in the spotlight. Jack Whitehall, hello, how are you? Very good. You're back on the road with Settle Down. So how's it going so far? Yeah, it's great. It's so amazing to be back on tour and back doing stand-up. Like, I've had a four-year gap since I did it last and my and my last tour. And I got to the end of it and I was like, oh, God, I absolutely hate the sound of my own voice. I'm never going to do that again. I think I even accidentally said it on a podcast. And then there was a news story that I'd quit stand-up. I was like, oh, dear. I think I maybe said that in the heat of the moment. As the time went by, I was like, oh, God, I miss this so much. And, uh, yeah, I started doing some sort of stand-up gigs. And then before I knew it, I had an hour's material. And now I'm back on the road and absolutely loving it again. And I suppose with that, uh, now it, it's been four years, does that add a little bit of extra pressure this time round? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely always a little bit of pressure when you're going on tour and you know you haven't been doing it for a while like you get so rusty so quickly um Mm -hmm. but I think what's been great about this tour is that I've actually probably had more kind of like warm-ups and um like club gigs and more of a run-up to it than I've ever had for a tour because I've had a longer gap in between it and the last one and I really you know started writing this material about you know over a year ago so it, it it feels like I've had way more time to prep it than I've ever had. And uh, I, I'm feeling really good about like kind of the shape of it right now. When you write new material, do you do you test it on other people beforehand or is it purely kind of like, do you, do you just go in the moment? Yeah. No, no, no. I always do that. I have a process of like the first thing will be thinking of the funny thing, writing it down in the notes of your phone. And then before you go and try it out on stage, there's like social situations where I will try at some point to just weave it into conversation. The problem is the longer you know people, the longer you've had them in your life, the more likely they are to call you out on that. And there's nothing worse than being called out on trying a bit on someone in real life. And so that's why I have to keep like finding new friends because the old friends can tell when I'm doing it. And I never want to have that situation where they're like, you were just trying a bit out on me. I was like, no, 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 no. That, that was just a thought that came into my head. So I definitely like to road test it with real people before I get up on stage and just like put it out into the world um, completely untested. If something doesn't necessarily work, do you have people tell you that to your face or are people quite kind of polite? Yeah, I mean... there's definitely been quite a lot of instances of me trying out a bit on my girlfriend and I was just like looking back at me blankly and going I don't get it uh so she can be somewhat of a tough crowd uh my dad also uh famously has um I believe what's called a resting bitch face uh so he has never been a great person to um trial material in front of so yeah, there there are certain people that I'm a little bit warier of uh, of trying the material with, and then there are other people that I know will laugh at anything, uh, who are also not as good because they'll give you a false sense of uh, how good it is. 
Talking about your girlfriend and uh, your dad, you've described this show as your most personal yet. So tell us a little bit more about what we can expect from it. Yeah, so it's basically just a reflection of where I'm at in my life right now. Since I toured last, you know, a lot of life has happened. Um, and, you know, I've moved into a house, I've found my life partner, I've got a dog. Um, I've, you know, I had some big seismic sort of life events that are on the horizon. And it's just uh, about my kind of, you know, my my struggles sometimes to to settle down and to become a fully fledged adult um and i look at some of my uh peers and friends and family that have seamlessly transitioned into this next chapter of their lives and uh, i look at myself and realize that uh sometimes i'm uh maybe dragging my feet and uh um yeah I, I always figured I might be like that guy that's in perennial uh, arrested development. Uh, but I think, you know, this, this show is uh, about me kind of saying farewell to the period of misadventure that was my 20s and embracing uh, this newfound adulthood. And I suppose when you're actually doing a comedy gig, you have to take a step back and and just look at all kind of areas of your life for inspiration. And I suppose it's quite a reflective process in that sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, like for me, just because I've been doing it for so long now, like nearly 15 years, it's like you've used up so many, you know, anecdotal things for for inspiration and you know you've you've mined like in in my case definitely my my sort of family and my parents a lot for for stand-up so then you're really left uh having to kind of look look inwardly and 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 mine that for for material because you sort of run out of other avenues uh and and also i think you know my relationship feels like a kind of like fresh territory that i haven't really explored before because we weren't uh we didn't you know know each other when i was touring last so uh that's certainly been something that i've like uh drawn upon for inspiration in, in this show um and has been quite fruitful <laughs> albeit a little bit stressful uh having to help my girlfriend come to terms with the reality of going out with a comedian and that nothing that she says is safe and no area of our life is sacred do you reckon it's got to the point where she can spot you if she says something funny or does something funny, she can spot you planning, <laughs> putting it in your next comedy gig? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I think there's definitely a sense of, uh, like, her saying stuff and then, you know, her watching me take out my phone and head into the notes and her probably worrying that that might uh, come back to bite her. But, um yeah, I think I do. I do feel sorry for her. We were watching the Ed Sheeran documentary the other day, and the whole first episode is about his amazing wife and how much he loves her and how she inspired him to write the song Perfect. And my girlfriend was watching it, and she was like, I want to be married to Ed Sheeran. She, he writes songs about his wife called Perfect. You just tell jokes about our sex life. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that is just the brutal reality of being uh, you know, in a relationship with a comic like, you are my muse, but my way of inspiration is me just taking every single detail from our whole life and sharing it with strangers in a in a room. Hey, I mean, she, she knew this when she got into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think she did. I don't know if she realised it would be quite this bad. 
You're performing in Swansea later this month. Uh, are you excited to come back to Wales? Very excited to come back to Wales and perform um, in Swansea. I'm really looking forward to visiting that new venue as well. It looks amazing. Um, and yeah, it's always exciting to go into a to a new kind of um, arena that you've never played before and uh, like have a new experience. And uh, yeah, no, I know I love the crowds in, in Wales and I've obviously spent a lot of time there and you know, film shows there and, and, and really love, you know, love spending time in South Wales. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that gig. It's going to be great. Does it feel different now approaching comedy in the United Kingdom now that you've worked in Hollywood and, and done films and all sorts of other things? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm just very, very conscious that I need to like right out the gate uh let my audience know that i haven't traveled up my own ass and i think for me that's always like the first thing that i want to address and make sure that within you know 10 minutes of coming to see me you realize that i haven't lost my sense of humor um and you know the first like stories that i'll be telling on stage uh, are all about like self-flagellation shoving my face down into the dirt and uh i think i i like telling stories of me putting my foot in it and embarrassing myself and uh just basically just reminding people of what a tit i am and i think that's that's the way it should be we recently had kimberly nixon on this podcast and and she said that the fresh meat cast still keep in touch via a whatsapp group so kind of what are your memories of working on that show in particular oh absolutely like amazing memories i love kimberly um, and and all of the fresh meters, um, yeah, we had such a, a an incredible time doing that show, and also, in, uh, you know, I was so unappreciative of it because it was the first TV show I'd ever filmed, so I had no idea that it wasn't always like that. And uh, yeah, we've remained in contact ever since. We have kind of like meetups and reunions, and you know are very much kind of still in each other's lives and uh yeah it was uh it was such yeah I have such fond memories of doing that show um and yeah and and of all of those those other actors that were in it they were great I kind of put this question to her right at the end of the interview <laughs> if the opportunity arose for a fresh meat revival do you, do you think that you'd be interested in doing that yeah I mean I'm sure if uh if if someone came up with the right concept for it, we would all be up for it in principle because yeah, we all still get on so well and uh, it would be lovely to revisit those characters. Um, And so, yeah, that's definitely not something that I would rule out. And um, I speak for everyone when I say that we were all gutted when travels with my father came to an end. You and your dad have this uh, amazing relationship have you and him got any more projects in the pipeline? Yeah, I mean, I think I definitely still like to do things with him. I mean, I'm very keen also to get out of his shadow a little bit. It's so funny. You know, I really enjoyed doing that show with him. But, you know, towards the end, I definitely tired of people just endlessly coming up to me and going, oh, mate, your dad's funnier than you. And I was like, I don't know whether I want that to be the thing that follows me around for the rest of my career. We, you know, have such a close relationship and we did have a lot of fun making that show. And so, uh, yeah, there's some ideas that we've had for some some 
you know some little uh things that we might be able to 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 have fun with uh going forward but you know he's off doing his own stuff now he's got his own podcast and he's doing reality television shows and he never stops working so it's it's whether he can fit me into his diary what's it like kind of seeing the opportunities that he's had from that show it must be it just must be amazing to watch amazing is one word galling is another I mean, every now and again, I just cannot understand, like, the cheek of people. I did a show in L.A. and came off stage, having, I thought, you know, really, you know, killed it. And my American agent was waiting for me in my green room. And the first thing he said to me was like, oh, Jack, I meant to ask you, um, you know, do you think your dad would ever consider doing any live work out here? I was like, now is not the time to be fishing around trying to see if my dad will do stand up. like." at least let me like have a moment to bask in my own glory but no that's all he wanted to know is whether michael whitehall uh would be willing to go and do stand-up in america the answer to which is a resounding no have you got um conscious of watching your parents do interviews in this country and, and what what they'll say about you or are you just kind of used to it now no, I am. I, I, it's still weird, like turning on the TV and seeing my mum and dad bantering with Richard Maidley on uh, Good Morning Britain. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that will never not get weird. Um, and so, yeah, I do always, um, I also just worry, like most comedians have to worry about getting cancelled for something that they say. And I have my dad just careering around the breakfast television circuit like a human hand grenade. Um, and I always feel like the thing that's going to get me cancelled is probably going to be something that comes out of his mouth. Oh, dear. God, I never <laughs> thought about that kind of worry, because you obviously worry what your parents are saying about you, but no one, no one I mean, very few people have their parents say it on national television. So um, for that, Jack, I feel very sorry for you. <laughs> well, no one's, no one's taught him how to use Twitter. He has his own Twitter, but he doesn't know how to use it. So my mum has to actually type out the tweets and... So, yeah, there's a little bit of a filter that's uh, in place there because of her. Um, but, yeah, she she can't stop the stuff coming out of his mouth. And, and Jack, you, you've got some hugely successful projects under your belt now. What would you say is something that you haven't done that you would like to do next? I want to play a villain. I really love Alan Rickman, and I've grown my hair out Uh and my beard so that I look like Alan Rickman in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Because I'm hoping that a casting director is going to see my new look and think, oh, yeah. I mean, I can see it. I I, I can see the look that you're going for. I I see the comparison. You're smashing it. I want to just, yeah, be the bad guy in a slightly camp, over-the-top action film and just chew the hell out of that scenery. Aside from uh, the, the the comedy tour, what's next for you? What kind of things have you got coming up next? Um, I've got this movie called Robots, which is coming out in the summer, and then also a series on Apple called The After Party, which I shot last year, which is a murder mystery um, show on Apple TV. Brilliant. Uh, well, Jack, uh, I wish you all the best on the comedy tour. Poor luck, as we say here in Wales. <laughs> And uh, thank you very much for having a chat with me. Deal come out. Amazing. Thanks so much, Sam. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of In the Spotlight. For more TV and showbiz news, subscribe to our newsletter on walesonline.co.uk. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for future episodes. Music.